Hey everybody. Hey. What up? Welcome back to a new episode of Cows and Canoes. Uh, I'm Brandon. I'm Brittany. Tommy. And Tommy is our new guest here tonight. Cat <gasps> uh, is running behind, um, you know, as Cat does. Um, so Tommy, you play with dead people. I do, for a living. All right, so let's talk about... I love that you, like, specified that. He's like, I do, but it's legit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Not just, just Not for Not just giggles. for fun. Yeah. You yeah. really need to specify that sometimes. No, Very no, fair. no, I don't, actually. <laughs> you will not believe how many times we've said that to a guest, and they're like, yeah, I do, but moving forward, my career is. Yeah, so. right. So uh, let's talk about what you do and how you got there first. Like, So what is your actual title? So I'm a mortician. Um, okay. What I do is I basically do anything that's not required for a, a licensed funeral <laughs> director. So each state in the United States of America gets to license their funeral directors in a different way. Okay. Whether or not they require a license, like Colorado does not, or Oklahoma has some of the strictest licensing requirements. It's weird. Which is strange for us. Yeah. Um, we also have one of the best universities for it at UCO in the middle of Oklahoma. Interesting. Okay. They're actually the number two uh, mortuary school in America. So did you go there to get yours? I did not. I actually, um, I used to be a... It's uh, a great school. Did you go there? No. No. <laughs> I hope to attend there in the future. I actually started there. I used to be a, a daycare teacher, and I got laid off one summer. I played rugby at OU at the time. Okay. And my aunt was a manager, and they had a lot of work time accidents. And so they asked me, you know, how much can you lift? And about the time my deadlift was only about 250. Mm-hmm. And so I said, a good amount. Yeah, and they said, "Well, if you come over, like, and you help us uh, with this person who was really large casket, they had to get up like a two flight of stairs and all that." Heard that. And if it doesn't bother you, then like you can get a job for the summer. And at the time, I'd only been making a minimum wage, and they were offering me eleven dollars an hour. Okay, and you say at the time, what was? Uh, how long ago was that? This would have been two thousand eleven. Okay, so yeah, like quite some time ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, so I uh, I started doing that on uh, New Year's Day. Okay. Uh, 2011, and then uh, started uh, that summer in May, kind of doing, uh, basically going to houses and helping the older uh, funeral directors with, like, the harder parts of the job with bigger people. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they'll pass away in, in unfortunate circumstances, such as, like, on the toilet. A lot of mm. people will strain, or yep. if they stand up, the chain of blood pressure. I've heard that before. And then tip over into uh, the bathtub. Gotcha. So let me ask uh, first, Wait. then. No, go ahead. Wait. Well, we'll get to that in a half no, second. No, no, no. <laughs> Just, I need to make sure that I've got the timeline right. So you were working with children because you liked doing that or because it was an available job? Oh, I really liked doing that. Okay. So you're like, yeah, kids, live kids. Yes. This is where my... <laughs> This is where I want to have be. to specify that yeah, for every question for going everything. forward. Because then, <laughs> no, for a living or yeah, they were like, okay, no more live children. And you're like, damn, what do I do? And someone's like, old fat dead people. And you're like, yeah, that seems like a natural switch. Well, I figured, a, I can lift heavy things, and Fair. then b, I can't smell because I was only about five eight in rugby on a good day, and everybody mm. else while well, my team was about six two or larger. I okay. was kind of Napoleon Syndrome guy. And gotcha. So I was always about elbow length. So my nose just got beat to snot. So I can't smell hardly worth. Okay. Dang. Okay. That's a legit reason. It is. So the so question. So it was either mortuary or trash, man. Yeah, it was either that. I actually was studied to be a lawyer. So basically, same thing. So you the were. trash just, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So. So you actually went through what kind of training to get to where you are now, then, if you didn't go to the college? 
So um, that's what we call an apprenticeship. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, I just got to stick around people that have been in the business for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of put in charge of me. And I told if you know, if I make them mad, then I don't get to come back. Fair enough. Fair and enough. So uh, just through the years, uh, like I would go and learn people like different techniques from different people from different time periods. Mm-hmm. So almost each de- decade in uh, like mortuary history almost has a different like techniques that were taught. Like, okay. From the stitching to like uh, the chemicals that were used. Interesting. All right, go ahead. Nope, that's what I wanted to know. What, what the different pieces of each decade were? Yeah. What was the word you used? Techniques. I that. Yeah. I words. was like, they're dead. Like how? how so, no, no, he's not learning from the dead person. No, no, I was like, like you're learning <laughs> necromancy. Like that's yes. what was in fashion yes. in the eighties. Like I'm very confused. That's dead. why you but bury people in a family plot. It's easier to raise the family together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's trying to raise a family. Yeah, it's good. Um, <laughs> it's I'm not D&D sure I joke. like you or not. <laughs> I do. That was a good one. He's like, hey, I can help raise your children either way. Yeah, like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Easy enough. In case you make one big mistake, we got you the second time. Yeah, oh, it's good. No. It's good. So let's jump into. So you've been doing it for um, how long now? Then nine years. Then yeah, about nine years. Okay. So um, I know there's a difference between um, just doing the dress up and everything else there versus actually doing the embalming and everything go with it. Do you do all of that aspect, or what do you actually? So do? I'm not licensed to embalm. Um, I've done okay. my apprenticeship, which involves embalming under a supervisor. Okay. But that's basically like uh, they show me the first time that doesn't count, so on and so forth, and then when they feel that my skill is respectful mm-hmm. to the person that happens sure. and then uh then i'll take it and i can embalm it just takes me about three times as long as the professionals sure sure and so it's just not efficient because they pay me per hour <laughs> that's why you should do it more mm-hmm. exactly uh, all right so with so wait is a funeral director not like above you so that's yes who you study uh, under? so there's a licensed funeral director and embalmer and to be a manager of a funeral home in oklahoma you have to be a licensed funeral director and embalmer and understand both sides Interesting. So your license uh, is, are you licensed to embalm and then licensed to direct or like? Yes. Uh, the license to embalm is basically uh, your license to inject the foreign things into like a person such as formaldehyde mm-hmm. and the appropriate chemicals. Sure, sure. Um, and then a funeral director is licensed to witness um, burials. Interesting. And then also uh, licensed to uh, do in- disinterment so like they can bring somebody out of the ground and then move them to somewhere else. Really? Yeah. How often does that happen though? That's got to be very rare. Way more than you think. Okay, like, like so give me an example of like so recent wait, example. Wait. Yeah, we're Hold talking about story. digging up bodies. Yes, go. Just listen radio oh, friends. By the way, we're gonna, cats here. Yeah, Hi, cat. just push pause for a Hi. second. You're we'll good. do a 30 second, "Hey, how are you?" and then cuz I have things to say to her. So, push pause real quick and then right. we'll come back through TV magic. Heard. Okay, so Kat's here now. Hi. And we're back, and we're still talking to Tommy, who has a whole fucking different face all of a sudden. Yeah, I feel was... like we're just have to start this episode over, <laughs> because now we have a different guest. It's <laughs> fucking amazing corona. what facial hair can do. I know, it's right? Insane. And nobody gets, like, the whole Clark Kent, like, glasses thing. Yeah. They're like, no. what's yeah, the difference? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it was corona times and someone was like, I don't know who Batman is, I'd be like, I fucking believe that. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> that looks right. Now I get it. Yeah. All right, okay, so, so back to you, sir. So where were we? We were talking about exhuming times, bodies. Yeah, to yeah. get pulled out of the ground. Yeah, so it's actually really easy. All you have to do is uh, prove that you have legal ownership of the plot and the like body as mm-hmm. far as uh, lineage goes. 
And then once you do that, uh, all you do is hire a local funeral home, and then they will have to determine the usually the type of casket sure. and the length that it's been in the ground to determine the best way to get it out of the ground. Okay. And then uh, from there... So you, why would somebody do that in the first place, I guess? Um, usually it's to, uh, like, a lot of people that are wealthier sometimes will buy a large cemetery. Oh, and take all their family? And all the... So what a cemetery is required to have X amount of their profits put into a, a another bank account for perpetual care so that the idea is that they will never go bankrupt so that it always be mowed they'll always be oh, uh, respected and taken care of that's an interesting way of doing law i guess that actually is beneficial that's surprising that that makes sense to me <laughs> right and so uh from there a lot of times the wealthy old people because it's super easy to buy a cemetery nobody wants to own one it's <laughs> a huge pain so they'll buy one and mm -hmm. then put all their family in one area so all right so my mind is like what people just buy cemeteries because they're cheap okay i get it like is it like a profit i just want to know like well, no, i've never seen a, a cemetery for sale is the thing that's going into my head first is like you don't find that on like the the online like looking like for commercial Zillow property yeah it's you don't you're like oh it's graveyard like it's not a thing like how do you buy a fucking funeral home it's like or a, a funeral home a funeral like uh, a deep web thing it's gotta be dark web yeah go. yeah <laughs> what yeah that's that's crazy is it i mean so if i had 40 acres and i was like i'm gonna grow pot because that would make a profit instead i'm like i'm gonna make it a cemetery does it turn a profit i mean yes the in the ringing? short term there's actually um a local funeral home mm -hmm. that has turned it into a uh ingenious idea what they've done is they've overdeveloped the land and put in a ton of concrete uh cobblestone areas mm -hmm. and it looks super nice right now but the problem is, is that once they run out of land, because they have a ton of it, yeah. and once they sell out, then they, there's not going to be enough money necessarily for perpetual care for everything. Because perpetual care is basically minimum maintenance, gotcha. which is not the replacement of everything that they have. So yeah, the more complicated the cemetery, the harder it is for it to maintain itself. But if it's a nicer cemetery, can you charge a bigger premium then to bury there? You can attempt to. Yeah. But a lot of times people will like can go out to country cemeteries mm -hmm. and bury for and almost next to yeah, nothing. Dig yeah. their own damn hole. Like, <laughs> just chuck my grandpa in there. It's fine. Yeah, fair enough. Mm -hmm. As long as you have a funeral director there and it's a licensed cemetery, you mm -hmm. can basically um, bury Whoa. as many bodies as you Whoa. want to. To a Whoa. certain degree. Hold on. Wait a minute. Okay. So I always thought weddings had to be a certain way. You had to do them this way. And then I got married, and I did it in my house with a friend of mine who had a piece of paper. Fair. So let's say you had this piece of paper that was like Lord of the Dead or whatever it is that you get, right? Mm -hmm. Your third tier necromancer, <laughs> you roll a 20, you win kind of sitch. I could be like, hey, I'm going to bury this dude in my backyard. As long as you're a licensed individual. And you have um, – so the problem with burying in your backyard is mm. you would have to get the land uh, consecrated as a cemetery okay. and start your perpetual care fund, which is generally why only people with extra money do it. Okay. So it's not – it's not So you can't just willingly – even if you, you there are steps to bury somebody somewhere. Yes, there's actually – Legally. <laughs> there it is. So there's a memorial uh, yeah. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh -huh. um, I believe it's on a corner of like 31st and Lewis or yeah, uh, okay. mm -hmm. uh, that to a uh, passed away doctor and they've taken that area and consecrated it as a cemetery. So they have a perpetual care fund and whatever and it's only for the one person. Interesting. And so like if people wanted to do that and just take like buy like a chunk of like New York City like if the Don mm -hmm. wanted to just turn his entire building into a cemetery he could if he had enough the money. The Don. That's funny. 
That's that's funny. All right, so let's let's get back to uh, the no, other wait, question I'm I had still in my trying head. Trying to figure this out. Donald Trump. No, I, I know that part. <laughs> so I have to own the land. Yeah, I'm sure. Yes. yes. I'm not talking to you. I can imagine you doing it, renting the land. Can <laughs> I bury someone in the front yard of my apartment? It's time to leave. No, that, yeah. that dead guy got evicted. Yeah, <laughs> like, what? Just put him there. No, so I have to own the land. What happens if I sell the land? You I've can't. got my forty acres. Well, then how do you sell a graveyard then? So you can sell the cemetery, but you have to sell the land and the cemetery separate. And the cemetery has to have an easement that's taken care of. Like to it with public access. Okay, it's got to be separate, entire, in theory. Okay, so I have forty acres. I built my big ass house, right? And I'm like, fuck. What else should I do? I grow weed on this part. I guess I'll put some dead people in here. <laughs> so now instead, I have twenty acres and twenty acres. Yes. Okay. Interesting. All right. So the question I was going to get back to you and what you do. So we've talked about uh, embalming a little bit. Do you also? Do you guys have the uh, um, when you burn them? Cremation. Crematorium. crematorium. Do you have a crematorium? Yes, we have our own crematorium. So do you do that as well? Have you done that as well? So yes, I've done that, but um, I don't normally do that. Okay. Um, because of the uh, weight of individuals that it's sometimes easier to uh, cremate, mm-hmm. um, I tend to help out a lot. But okay. the uh, the main guy who does it is about five foot seven, about two forty, and looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day. Dude. Yeah, All right. He is uh, very. He's about forty-eight years old, and he'll make jokes like, "Tommy, you want to help me do this?" And I have to make sure he's serious first because one time he's like talking about like putting like this three hundred pound like weight up above something, and I thought he was joking, and he was dead serious. And there's no way on God's green earth I'm going to be able to do that. Right. You're like right. I'll spot you, bro. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I Why don't you do it? And I'll screw it in. And so he's like, "Okay." And I thought, I, "Like, I got you." Nope. Picks it up above his head and does it like nobody's business. You're like, like, ah! You have my respect, and I re- regret talking back to you immediately. Yeah, yeah. Like, I will just stand here with 911 on my phone, ready to push right? send right? for when you shit your pants. I am very pants. afraid of yeah. you, sir. Yes. Okay. Have, Go ahead. Fire away. How? What's the ratio to burials to cremations? It actually depends on your state. So right we now, live in Oklahoma. Yeah. So right now in Oklahoma, our funeral home is doing 50-50. Okay. Which is one of the best rates in the nation. Um, about twenty years ago, uh, it was like, do you judge 80, it? twenty. How do you? Why would I was it be say, judged? Why is it best? Yeah. So, uh, so we all make... of our brows for <laughs> what on that? Like, there's that a scorecard or something. <laughs> so we like, make more money generally off of a um, burial because people have to are mm. more likely to pay for a limo. They're more likely to do videos, big celebrations, thing than involve us for extended periods of times. Mm-hmm. It's really people generally don't do a visitation with a cremation. Right. We're getting that more commonly now. So we have some th- something called a rental casket, which is basically it's, it's a really a nice casket. wooden casket, yeah. and um, the inside is completely replaceable. It's on rollers, so your person goes in their own personalized space inside the casket. And then when they, so you don't have to buy one for the viewing if you want to do cremation. Right. And then that acts as a cremation casket when they go for their, uh, so it's into like the, the crematory. You pull out That's the efficient. insides and you just reprice as you go. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So. I've got a bag what? like that for my slow cooker too. You just like scoop it out. That is the worst comparison I've ever heard in my life. Especially because the cremation is a fast cook. So like, <laughs> we're not, we're not making stew. Wow. Three hours top or you're doing it wrong. Right. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Fair okay, enough. so yeah. <laughs> most of the time when people get cremated, they fit into a shoebox. Uh, generally speaking. Smaller. Okay, fair. Um, is that – I just noticed that mini fridge. 
I noticed Dude, it a few seconds ago and I was balling. like, give that to me. Like no, I have a Coke right now. I but want like, something from the top shelf. Baller. No, what's that? Is that beers in theirs? Oh my God. <gasps> Let me have one of them. Beers. Thank you so much. It's They're an IPA. Slightly warm. Thank you way. so much. It'll only be there for two hours or so. Okay. So, Tommy, would you like something? No, I'm good. Thank okay. you. Tommy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie. We were talking about the si- the size of Oh yeah, cuz my dad fits we're in a shoebox. Right. Yeah. But like I assume that there are parts of people that don't Completely burn, burn down. Out. Teeth I think are one of them that don't burn all the way out. So bones? everything burns do. down to an extent. Okay. Um bones even do. So what the uh cremation does is it actually gets rid of all the carbon in your system. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the leftovers kind of brittle. But what happens um is that even I don't want to necessarily say teeth. I've never actually seen a tooth hmm. now uh, that I'm looking to identify body parts. That mm-hmm. I Valid, was not yeah. a nurse for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like sifting through. Kitty so what you do is actually uh, once you open mm-hmm. uh, you open up the door okay. uh, to the crematory and you get mm-hmm. blasted by a thousand degrees air and you really regret doing it in the summer. And then you have to start in the back at the uh, far right and you have a broom. And you have to scrape in a certain pattern all the way to the end, and then you have to do that eight more times, just to make sure um, you get all the way across. Out. No, uh, that's just to get all the way across, mm-hmm. and then you have to repeat that four more times in entirety to make sure that you get every bit of the person. It seems like that would be automated by now. You have the slow cooker bags, but you don't have like a sweeping arm that will do that. That's we don't. It's uh, it's mainly, because of the heat. Well, we the... we put people in the uh, like in the and then we lift up on the uh, casing as it were on the uh, cremation mm-hmm. that goes inside the uh, rental casket and then we place it on top of a roller that slides into the crematory mm-hmm. so then we have to move that roller and device and but uh, I think the reason that it's not automated is that there's a chance that the automation may not get all of them and at least we can look visually and make sure that because that's every bit of uh, that human being okay that. so wait it all the carbon burns up are there parts left are there i don't want to say chunks but like are yeah, there pieces there, I, w- I would solid? say chunks would be an accurate um description what happens then is that all of because not all the ashes like aren't what you think it's not fine like sand right right um so what happens is everything gets swept up and there's usually little bone chunks usually about the size of a quarter to a dime and from there we go into an industrial grinder that makes sure everything is uh, yeah, fine. Yeah. So like a blender. Mm-hmm. So well, not really not a blender. Blender. It's actually like uh, literally grinder. two giant rollers. Yeah. That um compress that, that compress it down to a certain. Uh, so it's pressed more. Yes. Well, not so pressed puts it together. Um, when you have it that brittle, what he's talking about, like you've ever seen an actual grinder, like you'd have in um, like for weed. Kind of. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it actually, yeah. it's more like dull and it just smashes things and it actually breaks well, it apart. Like, okay, so like an industrial grinder with the teeth that like do the thing? Without the teeth though, because you don't because need Because you it. don't want mm-hmm. parts left. Right. You just okay. want it to be like, you want it to be the exact same consistency. I've actually seen this thing before. Um, but you don't want it to be too fine because if it gets into a dust form, this is what a lot of people don't know. You really need to be aware of dust particles. If they get into your lungs, it's a huge chance of causing cancer. I've heard Whoa. that before. Yeah. Is it just wait, hold on. Dust in general or dead people dust? Dead bone people dust. Okay. Bone dust. That's well, fine. I, That's yeah, my I new guess. biker name. Bone, bone dust. dust. Bone dust. 
That's so, what we call the ninety-year-old biker. So yeah. now, now we're gonna jump back, I think, into no, the stories of picking up. No, I'm still asking a fucking question. God damn it, woman! My dad's in a box. I need to know what's going on in there. Okay, <laughs> so it's more like the consistency. Wait, did you keep him in the shoebox or? He's in a like a wooden box. Oh, okay. But the fucked up thing is that we had a dog once that got cremated, and it was in almost the, like an identical. You, you're not sure which one is dead and which one's the dog. Well, no, my dad's at my grandma's house in New Jersey, and the dog is out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that they weren't mixed up. But I was like, that's weird that it would be the same because mm-hmm. I guess people love their pets and their dads the same amount. I don't know. Somebody got a bogo deal, right? So. It's like the consistency of non-mixed cement. I would say it's, it's not like a jar full of, of cigarette ashes. No, it okay. was, um, It feels more like if you've ever uh, chipped off granite mm-hmm. or uh, like a rough asphalt and like smashed it down really far. It's like that. It's very, very brittle and very, very sharp. Sharp. Mm-hmm. Like if you um, like if it gets out and like say you were to put like. Uh, we had a customer, unfortunately, um, trip um, because she wasn't accepting help. And so uh, she had opened up the uh, urn despite us telling us that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, don't do that. That's and how so ghosts long happen. story short, <laughs> um, part of it, it's usually in a bag inside, but she, um, for whatever reason, she had requested that it not be in a bag. It's something about plastic, not So jiving. do you think she planned this? We don't know. I don't um, think she was going to fall, but I've heard I, people like snorting ashes and shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Why? People because are people are stupid. I be close to him. Yeah. yeah. I was going to bake my dad into a pie or something. like. But now he's like, it's sharp. And I'm like, oh, maybe not. Plus, I'm 32. Settle down so. there, Sweeney Todd. It made sense when I was 17 and like heartbroken. Okay. I was like, oh. <laughs> now I'm 32. I'm like, ew. That doesn't yeah. even sound good. You can good. also have them turned into diamonds, yep. tree, and many yeah. other options. Yeah. That's I want to talk about the, the tree, tree thing too. Yeah. But Brandon keeps being like, "Okay, guys, we're moving Let, on." Let's get into the fun stories. You can ask him about your dad later. I have real questions. All right, fire. How many dead people have you fucked? Yeah. Zero. Okay. I, I also was question think I was that like, I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> I was Whoa. on my way here, Whoa. and I was like, "All right, you have to come up with many questions." And literally, I couldn't get past like how many dead people. Because that's like a huge trope in movies. Oh no, yeah, yeah, like the huge. creepy guy. Who, do you know anybody in the industry? Once no. you see a dead person, you will understand that anybody no, that yeah. deserves that, like, sees that, like their their cheese is so far slid off their cracker. Mm-hmm. Like it is Their beyond Jesus. saving. <laughs> okay, that's a fantastic. So, term. so I'm gonna go into the other questions. So you you actually went out and did um, actually pick up of bodies. Which case, I know if somebody dies, they normally have to call the police and they have to have the uh, um, you know somebody come out and verify everything, and then you guys get called out to pick up the body and go right, basically. So what happens is that somebody has to take legal responsibility for that person dying, and the main reason is they have to take legal responsibility <coughs> for the reason that that person died. So if a doctor, interesting. So if a doctor says that, like, uh, let's say Bob has a heart condition, mm-hmm. and we find Bob keeled over with a cigar, you know, a case of Viagra and a <laughs> uh, whiskey, we the cop. What'll happen is they'll have to call the police. Yeah. The police will have to determine whether or not it's suspicious. Cause of death or not. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um. They will contact his primary care physician. If his primary care physician feels confident that the reason that he died is something that's pre-existing, such as his heart condition and him True. having a case of Viagra. Right. Then um they'll call us and we'll come out there. 
Okay, so what happens if like they deem it suspicious, then they take it somewhere else? And so, you guys, it doesn't go to the funeral home? So then the uh, local authorities will contact uh, usually what's called a mortuary service, mm-hmm. which usually doesn't do funerals. They only deal with the bodies and like supportive funeral homes. Okay. And they usually um, contract out with the medical examiners. And they'll come pick up on the medical examiners once um, the crime hasn't unit hasn't finished their investigation. They'll then um, the medical examiner will do what they deem necessary, and then the medical examiner will call us, and we'll go pick it up from their office. Gotcha. So there's a middleman then. Mm-hmm. Got it. So do you guys make all the bodies naked all the way? You have. What else would you? Do? It depends on um, religious uh, circumstance. We actually have an, a lot of times um, the local mosque prefers that we do not. So they are always clothed, um, even when they so they do the dressing and everything. So even if we were have to like change a sheet because sometimes bodies are messy, especially if you get on the hospital, you have a bunch of needle holes in you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, liquid tends to leak out. Um, so even then, we'll um, cover the body in one sheet. Somebody will hold that sheet down while we change out the she- bottom sheet underneath them. Gotcha. See, it was a legitimate question. No, oh, yeah, you're here's good. what I'm saying. Like, do you ever get a body? And they're like, oh, it's probably a heart attack. And then, like, you, they're naked because the washing. And you're like, or the seven stab wounds in his back. If it gets to that point, that's Shh, a little. So, Shh. scary story. See? Yeah. Always, if you don't stop interrupting me today. investigate you, your um, elders' community care or the care that I've they're in. I've heard that before. It is unbelievable what people will try yeah. to get away with. I've had to report multiple um, senior living facilities. I've heard that. I've uh, There's one lady that I got that I uh, they said that she had died um, 12 hours prior. Um, and I had to call the police because she had been at least dead in my estimation for 36. Okay. Jesus. So, and, and I'm going to ask the basic question. And, and other than like in the movies, I always see them like checking liver temperature. How do you determine 12 versus 24 versus 36? So I can determine them not by temperature, but by looks. And um, if I know the environment that they were in. Okay. If I don't know the environment, I can't really determine. Um, but like if you're in a you know well decently air conditioned house, let's say set between somewhere between 68 and 76 degrees, mm-hmm. um, with a reasonable humidity, um, your hands will start to blacken after 24 hours. Interesting. If we don't, um, if we don't get to, especially on the uh, smaller, like skinnier, like old ladies. So, and and I would take a guess, and and correct me if I'm wrong. It's like when you see a scab, it turns much darker whenever the air and blood and kind of are, it started to harden. Is that the hardening of the blood? Is that what that is? The drying so of the blood, I guess? It's actually um, necrotizing of the uh, cells, so that's just the, everything's just dying off all at once. It's like frostbite. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it actually looks very similar to that. Gotcha. So Interesting. It's the same. I mean, this it's similar. I almost said the same, but different. I hate that. It's similar to anything else. If you took lunch meat out of the fridge, yeah for 24 hours and then left it for 36 it's going to look different yeah no yeah and if that was your job is to judge lunch Mm meat every day you'd know sure so then what happens if you have to report it and you know that they misreported it like do you know the end results or is it just you turn it over the cops and that's as far as you know we never get to know the end results no like i've had to dang right like the worst one i've ever had to report is i picked up a lady and um, I played rugby, and yeah. unfortunately, during that time, um, I got to experience somebody's femur breaking right above me. <gasps> like, I caught him because I'm not like a very big guy know. and kind of just held on to his knee. And then, unfortunately, two people came above. and <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. And so um, that kind of sound reverberated with me. 
And so um, yeah, very when I so. picked this lady up uh, from her location, I noticed that her legs seemed to be off. Yeah, like, because it, it doesn't look right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so uh, as soon as I, but you can't say anything in front of the nursing facilities. You can't alert them that you might report them in case they try right. to hide something. Interesting. And so since the family wasn't around, like, in, if the family's around, it's a different story. If the family's you not around. You have to notify the family? Uh, we Yes. Yeah, anything that happens to the person, you need to notify the family of, good or bad. Um, it's uh, basically, unfortunately, as far as the law goes, it legally is their property. And so we're just taking care on their behalf. So do you have to alert the family and they alert the law? Or do you have to alert both? So we, uh, I alerted the law, the funeral director alerted the law, but the family alerting the law is the most important part. Because we can say so-and-so did this right, all right. day long. But if the family's not willing to press charges or, or follow up at all, then it's yeah. not even worth their time. It's interesting. That makes sense. And so in this case, it, we they asked our opinion. And because we're not medical doctors, we can't say absolutely that lady um, had a broken leg. But we can say that we highly suspect it. We right. need you to call these, this number. You can do so in front of us. We'll you know, help you through the process. Um, our goal is to help like people through the process because each death tends to be a uh, individual circumstance. Mm -hmm. So we try to help people as much as we can because very few people have any experience with it, th and if they do, they're very tend to be very unfortunate. So, is there anything mundane about your job? Because like I can say my job, I know for a fact. There's always times where I'm like, oh god, not this again. And I'm sure you have the mm -hmm. same kind of thing, and it's yeah, been everybody. So nice is there anything mundane in your job, though? Is there things you're like, oh, God, not this again? Preachers with $2,000 wristwatches. Really? Oh, okay. I know it's going to last three hours. I know it's not going to be about the person that passed away. He's going to make it and a sermon And I know there's going him. to be an altar card that's at least going to last 45 minutes. Oh, oh shit. Lord. Yeah, I bet that gets annoying AF. But really, like, the people who generally give themselves over to, like, religion, like, mm -hmm. are... 90%, you know, at least, especially in front of us because it's a professional environment, sure. are really decent people. It's when you turn to get, like, to some of the smaller offshoot churches, then you can get into some true craziness. Okay. Interesting. So let's talk about that aspect then, I yeah, guess. Yeah, give you us guys, an example. So you work at the funeral home itself, so often the funerals are held there rather than the churches, right? Uh, we do both. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So then... You have this coming and going of different preachers that you you probably know these guys enough to be able to like okay this guy you know he's cool he he does what he needs to do he does it well he respects people blah blah, blah. and this guy kind of a dick bag like is there enough of that to oh yeah and you find out real quick because it comes out when you're given a speech about somebody that's passed away it's really easy to try to make it about you or about something else mm -hmm. and it's really hard to learn about that person especially if you didn't know them. And so you can tell through the speech if that person cares. Um, I was also in speech and debate in yeah, high school sure. and all that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very judgy on our uh, On how and somebody speakers. speaks. Yep. And I, so I feel you. we have a uh, list that we go through. And if somebody does bad enough or makes somebody mad, or if I think that they maybe didn't practice enough or didn't mm -hmm. put enough effort into it, they get crossed off the list. So when you say cross off the list, like it's okay for this person to be here, what do you no, mean? No, they can't it's do no it there anymore. We will not invite them back. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey. Yes. Do you ever <laughs> have to make the speeches? I've had to make the speech twice. Once because the preacher didn't show up, and once Ooh, because um, the uh, family didn't get one. Yeah, because like, what if people are not religious? Um, so that's what we call a celebration of life. Yeah. 
um, that can be either for a religious family or non-religious family. Sometimes you'll have a religious funeral, like if you're Catholic, because mass can only be you right. know a, basically a certain way. There's a little bit of leeway, but not yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, and then they could have a celebration of life, which would just be about that person mm. and kind of a storytelling uh, deal. Fair enough. So then let's jump back towards uh, the actual job itself. So what do you like? what's your average day like what do you do mainly or is it like um i mainly am the guy that goes out and help pick up bodies am i mainly running this what do you what do you what's your primary job i tend to be um in charge of uh getting a like going to get bodies but in difficult situations okay like so I, you get called in whenever it's like okay this dude is in a precarious situation and he's heavy yes um i, I go out muscle? for yeah, I tend of to the be. funeral home. Yes, I'm also <laughs> the youngest at 29 by um, a couple five decades. years. Okay, oh, cool. Okay. The next bad. one is 40. The next one is 55. Okay, That's so you're the young ladder. strapping lad that can pick things up. Pretty much for at least for now. I'm yeah. not as strong as the 45 year old that makes. Yeah, that's me what I'm saying. Shame. Like it's at both ends, and then the guys in the yeah. middle suck. Like what's happening <laughs> there? <laughs> so then, um, so you're mainly picking up bodies, um, and let's just say you work a normal 40 hour Monday through Friday, or what's what's your what's your normal? Um, I'm required to work 50 hours minimum. Okay, uh, my I feel average. You. It's fine. Uh, uh, recently has uh, slowed down a little bit with everything going on sure. because we can't have uh, uh, funerals as normal. Okay. Um, the previous year, though, I averaged 62 hours hours a week. The previous year before that, I averaged 65 hours a week. So let me ask then. I'm, I'm going to get into that side of it. So you're you're required to work 50 hours. Are you on salary? Uh, hourly. Hourly. So then who's requiring you, this? Right. So then are you on overtime for those last 10 hours, like yes. normal business? Okay. So then at 50 hours a week. How much time is actually spent picking up bodies? Like once no, or twice a day, or 50, like is fifty hours because you're apprenticing? No, um, that's the minimum uh, for if you're a funeral director, manager, or otherwise. Is that required, required by, by the law? state? No, that's um, just our personal company. Okay, that's what I couldn't figure. out. I'm like, who is going around being like? They don't part time. Forty nine hours and ten minutes. Turns out you're the dead one today, Jim. <laughs> just like right. they off you. I don't understand. No, it's we just put mob. you in the punishment casket. Right, right. The punishment casket. <laughs> I have to go home immediately. <laughs> I've never no, it's been. because you're getting ideas? What yeah, is this? Yeah, no, I've never been more like, <laughs> <watch> uncomfortable out, <laughs> and turned on by two words <laughs> in my whole life. All right, so then, like, how Randall? much time do you actually spend? I want him to build me a punishment casket. <laughs> How much time do you actually spend doing that job then out of the 50 hours? Like It really just depends on the time of year. Okay, so do people <gasps> die yes. more often on certain parts of the year? Yes. Uh, it actually tends to be either hit or miss. Like I worked uh, four Christmases in a row, mm -hmm. and um, one Christmas I received 10 calls, which is extraordinary. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. And then um, one Christmas I received zero. One Christmas I received eight calls. Then the next Christmas I received two. So it's like every other year? It, it, I mean, it random. Uh, what was last year? Because I don't even know if I'm going to die this year. <laughs> last year, actually, it was the first year I didn't have to work Christmas. Oh, okay. So nice. you know. All right. All right. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for the record, it apparently wasn't so bad. Okay. Heard that. Heard that. So this year is going to suck, guys. It's 2020. 2022. Everyone's going to be dead by Christmas anyway. I'm mm, not it's worried. It's fine. Yeah. I don't need that much at work. Yeah. <laughs> right? Listen, you're not going to be at the... No. Everybody, I mean, like... Ooh. Um, all right. So that was foreboding. <laughs> so I had a good friend of mine. Calm Sorry. down, Turbo. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's over here ASMR in this shit. I was just like, that's a fun noise, and now I know how to make it. Okay. 
Um, the gong show up in so here. I'm going to tell a story that I know about. It's secondhand, um, but the girl I dated in high school, her stepfather uh, was a highway patrol for, for Rogers, actually, for the county over there. And, uh, you know, he was talking about one of the worst things he had ever seen whenever we were actually over there. It happened that day. It was probably 15 years ago plus now. Um, and what happened was there was a guy who was in the bathroom um, he had a broomstick in his, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and he was masturbating with his foot on the tub, foot on the uh, on the toilet, and he slipped and impaled and, himself. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a human. Popsicle. Like that's a thing that happened. A human so, popsicle. You know, when you call the cops or whatever, his wife is the one that found him, obviously. Um, so it, it was it was a very one of those kind of situations. How common is it that people die in in? things that they probably shouldn't be doing that you actually come up to and have to pick up the bodies from like because like the standing up going on the toilet very common that's how elvis died right but then like there's a lot of the other stuff where you're like oh shit like how often are you in the oh shit category like is it often or is it like not very common so if it's generally generally something that they shouldn't be doing the police are called and Mm -hmm. it has to be investigated masturbating with a broomstick is something you shouldn't be doing With your foot on each tub and you slip, yeah, that's probably something you should not without a condom over the end of the. You need a spotter. (laughs) So that's the loophole, right? (laughs) The loophole, yes, Yes, ma'am. That's your loophole. (laughs) (laughs) Some kind of hole. (laughs) Terrible. No, how often do you see in that kind of thing? Like, not like illegal, just like not illegal. No, no, not not even nefarious. Not like a normal. Just where you're like, holy shit! Like, really, dude, calm down. Like. We what we get a lot is people uh, like we find people surrounded by their vices, especially if they live by themselves. So or like overdoses we, kind of idea when you say uh, that. Yeah, or like uh, just uh, they knew they were like dying of liver cirrhosis. So like one gentleman I picked up um, had known he was dying of uh, you know his liver failure for about a year. Sure. And uh, the house was filled with uh, I would say approximately five hundred bottles of uh, empty bottles of vodka. Jesus Christ, um, he's just going to town. Like I'm gonna die from this. I'm gonna do it. And uh, well, the problem was is that apparently he quit being able to move like at a certain point within the last uh, week of him passing. But so he like did starved not, to death. Basically. Uh, well, he did not quit drinking during this time. Oh shit! Um, but he also couldn't make it to the bathroom, so he would finish off a bottle and fill the bottle with whatever he had to do, uh. which at that point was generally liquid anyway. And so then those got progressively outward and through the house. And uh. so then we had to move those uh. as we go through the house to make sure not to not to uh, kick one over. What a scene! Uh. Can I just pause that that face that you're making? So, af- uh. let's say that he lived in the apartments I live in. After he has to come and move them aside, Addison. Gets to yeah, do that. my husband would be the one inside kicking those bottles up. Like, <laughs> that, yeah, no, it's unfortunate the stuff that people Yeehaw, put in their house. Jesus Christ, that is not a fun scenario. No, one of the other ones that really got me. Um, so I got bed bugs from picking somebody up at a uh, really shady motel, and like that messed up my financial abilities to get out of college a lot. It was about eighteen hundred dollars to. Get them just to clean out the room I rented, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. I so bugs started to uh, give me kind of the heebie-jeebies more yeah. generally than people. And I picked up uh, one person in a house, and the cockroaches were so bad that they had about 18 cats in the house and mm. no cat food. And that the police had determined that the cats subsisted solely on the cockroaches. Uh, well, I, no, I was going to go the other way. I thought they were eating the body. 
They will, but that's not. I have one about that too. Tell me the story. So this is the worst. This is by my mentor. Um, she is a hardcore lady who happened to work in the middle of a uh, uh, Oklahoma City, like mm-hmm. urban metropolis, mm-hmm. doing the worst of the worst calls. So her story is always piss off. <laughs> a lot of people apparently. Yeah. yeah. But uh, her call, her is uh, she picked up a gentleman who had passed away at one of those kind of we- weekly rent motels mm-hmm. in the middle of the winter. The motel's heat was out, so he just had one heater. Mm. And um, he had passed away sometime in the last three or four days. And uh, they found him. He had been covered with the blanket. They came in. Cops called them. He was in poor health anyway. Sure. So they moved the blanket, and it turns out the cop or the cockroaches had eaten um, through his shorts. And into his body cavity um, be- through the soft tissue. They always target the soft tissue, yeah, yeah. eye, mouth, etc., down below, um, and had eaten his entire body cavity out. And so when they moved the blanket, the colony of cockroaches then erupted out, yeah. erupted out, and watched his belly deflate as they escaped ah! out. So they then have to take this gentleman back to their location to prepare him. How to make sure that he's ready to be viewed. So the entire Ugh. time, one of them's driving. They both have on, like, full gas mask, windows down. One of them is turned around back with a raid can shooting the cockroaches, like, as they, like, try to come up. And this person is sealed in a bag, and these cockroaches are finding their way out. Yee. How? Ha. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm, no, I'm out of words. All right, well, let's, let's move on to a different piece of your job then. Palette so cleanser. What's the best part of your job then, out of curiosity? Cause... Stealing jewelry from old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't happen either. That's what's in movies. Fun fact for you about that. Oh, my God. The last I, uh... time you said that, it was awful. So just, <laughs> I don't trust you I anymore. have that story. <laughs> yeah. All my fun facts are awful. Yeah. <laughs> That's what your job is. Okay. So this one was actually, uh, when I first started, it was in within like the first week. A lady came mm-hmm. in and she had a fifty thousand dollar ring. Jesus, it was, what that? is a fifty thousand? I was going to say, do you know that because you took it and pawned it, or is this like a <laughs> guesstimate? Because you he took it on Pawn Stars. I saw him. Okay. Yeah. So the best out. I can do is That's $6. what the police chief <laughs> yes, told me. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right? All right. Uh, but it's a. This was approximately five inches tall from the finger, and it was literally. It looked. I'm like sorry. Five inches. Five or inches. Centim- inches. Inches. Like so, it was like having. Like a dildo. Like a dildo. On her, like an <laughs> you could average stick it dildo. through somebody's eye socket and they would be dead. All right. So the is it like a stone? Though? Like a it's a diamond or so? A... What it was is it looked like a god awful carousel designed by a child that was full of the worst gaudy diamonds I've ever seen in my life, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it would rotate colors like it would be green and then red and then clear and then blue and then so on and so forth, and it was topped. By possibly the worst cut diamond I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they were, it was apparently a fairly heirloom, and they told me, like, you check this every five minutes, et cetera, et cetera. Why didn't they just confiscate it and move on to the family? Uh, no, the family wanted it on display during the visitation. It was a requirement. Jesus Christ. Right. right. And so one of the family members apparently got very emotional and then knocked the ring underneath her palm. Oh, no. And so when I went in to check at the end of the night, this giant ring, which I can see five miles away and has its own, like, shining beacon, like a lighthouse, is just gone. Did you poop yourself immediately? I did. Okay. Yeah. Because this was my uh, summer job that's supposed to last me. My aunt is the manager, and I know that somehow I'm going to get disowned by everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no shit. $50,000. Yeah, no shit. 
And so I freak out. I go everywhere. I look everywhere around. And because you can't ask the family if the ring, if they took the ring. Hey, did you guys steal that ring that we were supposed to be watching? Yeah, right? yeah. It's not missing. I'm just curious. What happened to this? Yeah. No <laughs> so shit. It took me about 20 minutes to before I checked, you know, thought to check just in case because I still saw, you know, just a tiny bit of metal on there. Heard that. Yee-haw. That's so what's the best part of your job again? Wait, no, no. What happens to the ring after the viewing? The family takes it. They the don't family bury took it. it. People bury people with stuff all the so time. So many yeah, times. Yeah, tell us what they bury. Like, what is something that somebody got buried with that you were like, oh, my God, I can't believe that they just did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite one is somebody had collected all of their pets. Whoa. Um, but how? Not... Wait, I'm sorry. Collected them how? Like so taxidermy? In, so they had or... put them all into one giant container of ashes. Oh, okay. That's And then the wanted key. their at- – normally, like, put the like container sand underneath. Art. Yeah. But normally you put the container underneath the feet, like so it's you know at their feet, but underneath like the suspension that's in the casket. Mm-hmm. That's normal. Having us sprinkle it over them, like, like a parmesan beef. cheese yes. on spaghetti. Oh my god! Say when. That was an odd one. <sighs> that's yeah. So have you ever seen Garden State? Garden State. Garden yes. State. Yes. I think I have, but it's been a long time. So in this movie, his mom has died. And his friend digs graves for a living, and like he's got his mom's jewelry, and he's gonna pawn it to get him this other thing back. Blah 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 blah. blah. And it's just like this known thing in this movie universe that these, you know, Joe Schmoes steal ladies' jewelry. Is that a thing? Do you guys dig graves also? Is that a different? So dude? the cemetery digs the graves, but that's why the funeral director is required to have a license and witness the burial. Basically. Um, Unless you're in a country cemetery, the rules can always be different. Mm-hmm. But generally, the caskets are required to be put in what's called an outer burial container. And that can be anywhere from a concrete box to a, a really fancy steel vault. Mm-hmm. But um, generally, once you put somebody into the casket, there's a sealing mechanism in that casket. We lock the casket down, and then there's a thing at the end that we spin and tighten it. I've mm-hmm. seen that, yeah. And then um, once you put the person in the ground and the dirt goes over, the casket compresses into itself. So to get it open, like in a disinterment, we yeah. can't even get the casket open without damaging it. So if somebody's like digging up, either the funeral director's in on it, mm-hmm. or if they're digging it up afterwards, they're doing it in either broad daylight or nightlight yeah, in front of everybody right. else, and they're having to either use like a torch or some mechanism to rip that casket open. Yeah, so it's there's not an n- easy thing. So after the funeral home, after it's sealed and stuff, it's never like there's no not an opportunity for someone to be rummaging around in there. Not easily, no. Okay. Not unless they have very well like pre prepared for it. But if it goes into a concrete box, to give you an idea, that lids around a thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, prop it up on its side because um, uh, it's all that, the yeah. way six feet down. You attach um, two ropes to it. And you uh, you just let it lean over a little bit, but if it doesn't land perfectly and it doesn't fit, you have to take a uh, a pretty stout shovel, and it takes all the force in the world just to move that thing. And once it sits in there perfectly, I mean, it, and the dirt sits on top to compact it, it is so hard to move. It almost wouldn't be worth it to try unless you know the person has like a fifty thousand dollar ring. So my question, I think, on that is. Why on earth is it so heavily fortified? Like, I understand... Zombies. zombies. No, it's not zombies. 
I know, I know there's a... Uh, yeah, he's uh, saying oh, yes, it's zombies. I know, I know there's a lot to do with, like, <laughs> environmental... Legally, I have to say no. Yeah, well, it's like an environmental <laughs> but thing, But it's zombies, though, right? we all know. Like, it's he's the, giving it's us the It's the environmental eye. thing, though, right? You can't, like, let the body, the, the stuff leak out into the soil, is my... Right, well, we, the, what we put in people's bodies, formaldehyde. Yeah, and um, it's poisonous. It's, yeah, it's evolving um, as we go on in the years. We're, we're trying new biodegradable stuff. But for the most part, what formaldehyde does is once it interacts with your body, it creates a seal over it and prevents your body from decaying or inter interacting with oxygen. Right, right. Yeah, so the reason they do it really is that it, if it gets into a water supply, um, then it will, like, it could poison the town. Go ahead. Why are you putting formaldehyde in people, period? Uh, that's People want to look at them. <laughs> that's about okay, it. Wait, hold on. <laughs> it's tradition. It's actually not as bad as you think. Before formaldehyde, we used mercury. No, no, no. I'm True. just saying. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, I it, saw that on the. Midnight, that's why you had the crazy, gospel. the crazy guys. Yeah. M mercury makes you go insane. Wait, stop. Eats holes Pause. in your brain. Hold on. People want to look at people. Yes, I understand that's it. That. That's mm -hmm. the entire reason. But there isn't like a short-term process, and then we could just let them like do their own thing, put them in a wooden box, and I like, mean, make. I don't know about on his side, but I'm going to take a stab in the dark. Usually when somebody dies, you're talking about a week before the funeral actually happens, a minimum. Well, no, again, I understand. Is Normally there a short-term like, process? So that's what we're trying to develop. Okay. Um, like, I, when I say formaldehyde, that's not an accurate representation of... We buy... Used to, what would happen is you would buy formaldehyde, like the old-fashioned embalmers really had to be chemists. They'd mm -hmm. buy the formaldehyde, and they would mix every single chemical themselves to right. make sure it was right. Um, and our embalmers get to uh, go through a mortuary company mm -hmm. that supplies them with certain chemicals. So the mortuary company is, instead of like having each funeral home in charge of trying to develop the best process, um, they are allowed to take their capital and try to develop a more manageable process for everything. Because um, like you, you'll always have formaldehyde um, that leak out of the body during the embalming process and everything else. And the more flexibility we have with natural substances, the better. A lot of um, Eastern religions, especially mm -hmm. like um, the Hmong uh, culture, they do not believe in putting foreign substances in right. the body. Right, once you're dead, it's done, yeah. Yeah, and to the point of we had a gentleman who um, – I had met the gentleman before. He was an outstanding individual, um, but he had, had gotten shrapnel in his leg in Nam, mm -hmm. and it had stayed there for God knows how many years, but it had to be removed before the burial. And mm. so they hired. Mm. They took the expense to hire an actual surgeon. Because we it. won't do it ourselves. Because yeah, we're not sure. licensed. Wait, why did it have to be removed? Because he can't be buried with it, or else he can't go to his next hire. Um, their caskets are completely all natural substances, known unnatural wood, cloth, or anything like that. Got it. Okay. Mm. I didn't realize we were still talking about the same culture. I thought yeah. this was like a different dude. Okay. So <laughs> interesting. So you never answered the best part of your job. Uh, I definitely Brittany doesn't want to hear this part. I don't. <laughs> it's definitely getting to help people. Like, um, I since I used to be a daycare teacher, I really enjoy like being able to Stop. be with kids and mm -mm. teach them. Back it up. Start that whole sentence again, because what you said is I used to be a dickhead teacher. No, you said daycare. No, I totally missed it. <laughs> Back up. There's no R in what you said. I mean, Start if you ask my again. kids, I was a dickhead teacher. Okay. But cool. uh, I was Fair. also a daycare teacher. There we go. Got it. Okay. Daycare. That's Arr. what I need. But it's getting to help. Like, recently, I, uh, unfortunately, this lady lost her mother. Um, she mm -hmm. was only 23 years old. She's the oldest sibling of four. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, just to, not necessarily, they, like, they're going to go through the grieving process throughout. But we want to make sure that, because there's only one chance at the funeral. Right. That everything is absolutely perfect for that chance. Fair enough. Do you have a wife? I do. 
Do you hit on grieving people anyway, just to make them feel better? Do you I, and your wife have like an understanding? I mean, no. I flirt with anything that See? moves, so me and my wife generally what? have an understanding. But See? that's no. because the one time I hit on a stump. <laughs> You're terrible. That's the worst thing ever. I can't figure out if he's truthful. Because <laughs> I was like, a... you want to hear that story about I kissed that guy one time and my husband was okay with it because I'm kind of slutty. And then he's like, no, it's a stump. And I'm like, we're not <laughs> the same, me and you. <laughs> Fuck off. All right, so we're at 50 minutes. Final round. What do you got? Kat, you're up. I want to know about any of your mishaps. Got a good one about that. Of course you do. I let the... Uh, I came inside. I always ask the family if they have any dogs like or pets that need <laughs> You good to... over there? No, I'm still thinking about him fucking a body. <laughs> I came inside and... Uh... <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. The uh, I always ask them if they have any pets because you know, mm. all you need is to lose somebody's pet right after they lost a loved one. Mm. Good way to lose a job. And so I asked Fair them, enough. and they said, no, everybody's put up. So we went inside. We usually locate the person before we bring our cot in in case they're in a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. Our cot may not be able to fit in that environment. And the dog, uh, as I come back in with the cot for the second time, they had let the dog out. And so the dog, and I just heard this little barking thing, mm-hmm. and I looked down, and the dog tooks out between my legs and takes off down the street. Nice, so Sparky. Yep. Well, I leave the cot there, and then I take off oh, God. after the dog because I don't want to get fired because I am rent due in two days. Mm. And I am running after this dog. It's 110 degrees. I'm in a three-piece black suit, and I'm wearing cowboy boots, but I'm not losing Sparky for the life of Mm-mm. me. Sparky That's an runs. Adam Sandler movie. It right? is, right? Because the guy is on the cot now. It's rolling down the street after mm. you. Yeah. and just Oh, guy's not even on the cot yet. I haven't even gone inside like to meet these ladies yet. The uh, and so Sparky goes up this hill, down this hill, around the corner, and then go runs right back into the garage and right back inside to his crate to take a nap. You're mm-hmm. like perfect. Yeah. So I'm you know out of breath, dying. Yeah. And you know barely get the cot in, and the old lady as I come in, she goes, "Did you just see that? I'm gonna call the police. There's some strange man just chasing someone's dog down the street." You're like, "Yeah, do it." You're like fucking weird. And she looks at me and she's like, "It was you, wasn't it?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah, your dog got out." And she's like, "She does that. She'll come back." Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. All right, you're up, Kat. I had no, something. I lost it. Oh, yeah, you're up, B. I had something. I lost it. I don't know what it was. How many different ways can you prepare a dead body in your funeral home? You can bury them. You can burn them. Can you do a diamond where you are? We can't. We don't have the machines for that. So it'll be a direct burial, direct cremation, and then you have a uh, embalming. An embalmed cremation and an embalmed burial. Has anybody ever been like, can you can you make him stay? Like, I don't want to bury him. I do you want- do taxidermy for people? Yeah. No, that's, that's illegal. illegal. Yes, but oh, we've cool. had had people uh, have Ask one lady about it. Well, she believed that the good Lord would bring her husband back, mm-hmm. and so she visited him every day for six months until we started to charge her for her uh, like because you have fees. to yeah mm-hmm. you have to keep people and generally you're charging him rent and he's dead mm-hmm. well we don't normally <laughs> but it's after six a, months so it's actually prime fun real fact estate and uh, because there are enough shady funeral homes in the past each funeral home by this uh, license is requ- licensed funeral home is required to itemize each individual thing that they do sure. by cost that way that they can't charge somebody two thousand dollars for one and twenty five for hundred for the other mm-hmm. so normally we just kind of don't charge so it's, for the visitation. it's more regulated than the healthcare industry yes <laughs> the fuck is that well, i mean it's more permanent than healthcare as well so like uh. <clears throat> so um, there's like a standard like you don't you don't charge like by weight that's why my wife is awesome do you see or, how she's smelling right now 
No, I can't see her. You're giant. No, she's coming. Look, I can just, hear it. No, no. Just, oh my god! And she's got the baby. On, that looks like me with Charlie. That? Seriously, oh. Charlie will get on my shoulders and ride. So, quick is picture. The, wait, side the, note: is the, the baby, baby is literally attached? holding on over the neck, Clutching, leg yeah. like picked up over there, and then she's pushing the mower. Is the baby she's pushing attached, the mower. or the baby's just like a monkey? She's holding on like that. She's, she's a monkey. Totally okay. On. Yeah. Okay. That's why she's awesome. No, that's all right. So my question. No. Sorry. It's a two-parter. Damn it. You have four ways, but I can be a tree. You can be a tree or a moss can... or a diamond. Okay. Are those the only ones that you know about? Uh, so my plan is to be turned into diamonds, but the diamonds aren't necessarily pretty. They don't look like normal diamonds yeah, you would think dark of. dark and ugly. So I want to be loaded into a shotgun shell and then pointed at somebody I don't like. Uh, that's very Hunter S. Thompson. Thank you. Wait. That wasn't the question at all. Are those the only seven ways that you know about? No. There's also uh, cryogenic. There's, that's Walt Disney. Okay. Uh, there's compost. Mm -hmm. There is what is compost? Just compost. put them in a wood chipper? No. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. It's a <laughs> it's a huge tower that's specifically designed for uh, natural human decomposition. One tower. One ginormous so, like, tower. The Tower of London. No, not that big. Think like a uh, three to four story building that's about forty feet long, maybe twenty feet wide. It's so like a grain silo laid yes, on its side. Yes, very much more mm -hmm. like that. And you just dump all the dead people in there. I actually don't know how it scientifically works or how you because the cost of it, like per person, I think is only in like able to do in theory. Or if it is, it's a very niche um, deal, like done in like L.A. You gotta have money. That's how zombies come. Like you just have a big soup. This thing. is like Gwyneth Paltrow's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, 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 oh. Okay, and then they like pill it because you can't you combine can the take people it with your... unless you got like specific uh, permission from the family before. Like if you're telling somebody, that's why you're talking about sweeping it out. That's why they have to do so. I understand that, but then you said there was a grain silo full of dead people, and I don't know if you know how compost works, but it's supposed to mix. Right, but they they mix with dirt and other things. They don't mix with other people. So there's a whole silo for one person? It would be necessary, yes. What the fuck? Okay. I hate that one. Yeah, that's... If I wanted to be made into a tree, I could not come through you. I have to go to some hippie? No, you could come to, through us, and we would contact the company on your behalf and take care of all arrangements on your behalf. Okay. She's just planning her own death is all it is. Planning my husband. What's like the most <laughs> outrageous request that someone has made? Uh, one we've had two. One was kind of sweet, and one was very creepy. The sweet one was um, the gentleman was afraid of flying, so his parents had him driven from uh, deep South Texas to Arlington Cemetery to be buried instead of flown. Instead of flown, okay, yes. Okay, that's cute. That is um, okay. And then the other one was uh, previously uh, when if you could when we necessarily didn't want to embalm people because the only option was necessarily mercury. Um, they wouldn't keep very long, but people would have to come for months of travel. So what they did was they did death mask, oh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. where they would uh, take like a clay copy of their face and then mold it, and, and then mold it, and then we had somebody that wanted to do that, but then they wanted us to put the death mask on the person for the funeral and put them like set them up on display. No, <laughs> there. Uh, so this was the daughter of the deceased and the wife of the deceased. Um, Definitely looked at her with a... Uh, what in the fuck are you doing? I can't believe you came out of my womb type of look. <laughs> yeah, no shit. So I'm going to actually finish on that for my final question. Um, obviously, 
you're gonna have to go up and meet with people when you're when you're picking up a body right mm-hmm. that's the way that ends up working um i can only imagine due to my time in the restaurant industry and everything else people are extremely difficult to work with to begin with do you find it hard to work with some people like family wise like you know like you ever come across any grieving karens yes oh yes yeah uh, we've had one recently okay. that uh, put in a request to a local uh, municipality to remove the homeless people in front of the church because they were an eyesore. I mean, in your—that's an interesting thing. I mean, in the actual like, you got to go pick them up, and they're like, "No, don't touch them there. No, don't do this. No, take don't off do your that. shoes take, before you come. In why the are house. you? Why are you doing? This? Uh, I have had a couple, but that was um, they weren't necessarily like. So the problem is the benefit for me is I'm dealing directly with the preacher as well. Okay, so not a lot of people. They don't want to act out in front of. They don't want to act out to the people that have really good reputations with the preacher, and a lot of our uh, employees are very involved in the religious community. So if you're a uh, local, you know, bigwig, you don't necessarily want to get known as the uh, guy who is a giant jerk to the preacher. Gotcha. We we tend to have more issues with people that e- are either reaching and want to present like they have money and don't mm. instead of uh, like us. If they're honest, we'll be glad to help them. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people, uh, well, I don't want to say a lot. I would say 20 to 50 percent. Um, that don't necessarily have the money, mm-hmm. depending on you know the year and month. But they so try to so go forth. and take it to the tenth level. But they'll and try to find something to complain about. Like we had somebody. Oh, um, to try to get things lowered free. after comped. the fact. Knock off! They want uh, apps comped. Yes, yes. they want free drinks. Like what the? They fuck? one person yeah. declared that they uh, the said person wasn't <laughs> their loved one. Um, <laughs> and they were they, bearing a decoy. They, <laughs> and right. they wanted a refund. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did you dispute this? So we actually have a process for this to make sure that this doesn't happen because people are wonderful. I was going to say, has that ever happened? I just recently watched um, a Netflix special, or maybe it was on Amazon Prime, and it was about body snatchers. Like, Mm -hmm. the um, man, it was insane. I, I have to ask, though, like, what did she say it was? Was it like somebody else? It wasn't her. Because you just have dead bodies laying around. Well, we usually have anywhere between 10 to 20 cases going on. Well, sure, but those have to go somewhere. Right, um, but a lot of times, she like, think you if, swapped um, them. It was a parent trap situation. It's a parent <laughs> yeah, trap. They, uh, she thought that we put the wrong clothes on like the wrong person and just put her loved one, like put the wrong clothes on the wrong person and just put that person in the casket and called it good. But what we do is in front of the family or in front of a uh, medical professional, we put a uh, ankle tag on them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that cannot be removed. Right. Yeah, it's and, crimped. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so once it's on there, then you can just go to that ankle tag no matter what and say, you know, this is this. This is your this body, is paperwork. bro. Yeah. We have a paperwork Receipts. trail. Um, have you put one on yourself just because? I have put a lot on my uh, co-workers' door handles and mirrors and stuff and write little messages on them because <laughs> you have to get, like, hardcore scissors to remove them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, just show you. <laughs> I've seen them before. They're metal. They're great. Yeah. Okay. I know. You know those uh, assholes who can't park in parking lots, so you like yeah. zip tie. Yeah. A same thing. Cart, yeah. but like way better than a zip tie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You can get toe tags on Amazon. Just saying. <laughs> Are they the metal crimpy toe tags? You can probably get metal crimpy toe tags on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, metal crimpy toe tags is the new name of my punk band. By the way. <laughs> by the way. All right, so uh, Brittany, you get the fight. You uh, ask everybody a question. Oh yeah, lightning round. Yeah. Uh. You have to answer a question now. Yeah. 
but you don't know what it is because I don't either. Uh, Brandon, if yes. you could know, everybody, if you could know the day you were going to die or the way you were going to die, and you have to pick one. Ooh, I have to choose one? You have to choose one. So the way I'm going to die um, is probably the worst of the two, in my opinion, because if I know the day I'm going to die, I'm going to go fucking hog wild because nothing is going to kill me. I know it's not going to kill me, so I'm going to go fucking hog wild. I can do whatever the fuck I want. It doesn't matter. What? I'm going to do 130 on the highway just because? Fuck yeah, I'm in. Right? But if I know how I'm going to die, uh, I'm going to be phobic as shit. Right? Like, I know I'm going to die tomorrow. Fuck, it doesn't matter. I'm getting up. I'm rolling. It's good. Especially if it's like yeah. in your sleep and you're like, oh, good. So I'll just never sleep again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. Like, I'm not. It could be when you're 97 years yeah, old. Yeah, it doesn't but matter. I'm doesn't, out. Yeah, no, no, that's you're it. fucked for the rest of your life. That's my rationale. Okay, cool. Kat, same question. Nope, same answer. I mean, <laughs> did I justify it. it too well for you? <laughs> in my head, I had already had all the all of the reasons and I was like, check, check, check. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why. you Because dying in your sleep. You know, yeah, yeah. You never. Like, they're gonna be like you. You choked on a peanut, and I'm gonna be like, I can't eat peanuts now, ever, yeah, ever again. I don't want focus. And then, but it's like smudge on their hand, and they're like, No, 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 penis. Sorry, you choke on a penis. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you dated a guy it. named Peanut. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Okay, Tommy. Same question. All right, it's about to get real dark. No shit. Yes. All right. So uh, my mom passed away three months ago. Dear, oh, at the start of the quarantine. She originally got sick from swine flu, which caused renal kidney failure uh, because of a I autoimmune disease of Sjogren's. It uh, caused to attack her kidney, and then eventually because of uh, the kidney fluid built up in her lungs, which then caused her to uh, have a lack of oxygen and die of a stroke. So there's almost no point in knowing why, how you die because medical complications will lead to, like, one thing or another. That was and the most, like, final destination thing I've ever heard in my life, dude. Yeah, that's how most people die. Like, you're not going to die of, like, a heart attack necessarily. Like, very few people just get up and die of a heart attack. Most likely you're going to, like, watch your health deteriorate slowly before your eyes as you have to deal with your own mortality. Mm. Damn, Gina. So then your answer is... So, like, you have a heart attack, but it's the hospital and you get a, like, port and that's an infection and that kills you. It's not the heart attack. It's something later. Right. Okay. Like, everything, like, let's say you go crazy and you go 130 miles an hour and you get in a wreck. You could be in a coma for two years, but then you die. Yeah. Or you could, you know, completely wreck your uh, internal organs, lose a liver or whatever, and be uh, slowly dying on the inside. Mm-hmm. You could just be me at 17, slowly dying on the inside. It's a lot of eyeliner. Calm down, past. emo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, my chemical romance. <laughs> Jesus. So if I if I know the how I, like, the day I die, like, no telling what led up to that. Because sure, my mom yeah. wasn't almost, like, a functional human being for, like, six months before that. Right. But then if I know, like, what kills me, it's almost no use. Because there's no telling, like, how I can trace all those things. Right, right. The steps to get like there. The yeah. butterfly So which one do you choose? Yeah, what was the answer? Yeah. I might as well just choose um, how I die because it's not going to necessarily matter. Like, I might die from, like, you know, cardiac arrest, but that's after I get shot. Right. Or So, like, diving. it could be a car accident and you could just be walking and a car hits you, was what you're saying. Like, it wouldn't cause a phobia for you. 
right. because you can't really even just trace a simple answer. Right. You can't. There's no way. Like you get hit with the car and you're in the hospital for two days and then you die of cardiac arrest or then you die of a brain bleed. Or it's then a you car accident, a but like you trip on a matchbox car and fall down some stairs. Like something like Fair that. Enough. That's how fate would do it how too. They're like, that shit is. Yep. fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heard that. A train car rolls over on top <laughs> of you. Like, eh. And it's amazing what you'll survive and what you won't. Like, Mm -hmm. I've seen people, uh, you know, stuff that came back, and I'm like, well, what'd they do? And they're like, well, he jumped a monster truck over the Grand Canyon and wrecked it, but that didn't kill him. He slipped and fell in the parking lot two days after. Right? Yeah, right? Like, what the fuck? Weird. All right, so let's wrap it, guys. Uh, Thanks for coming out on this episode, and uh, stick around. We're going to do the after hours, or we want to do one more of these, because there seems like there's a lot of stories. Yeah, I'll do another one of these. Mm -hmm. Are you down for another episode? I'm down. Cool. All right, cool. All right, bye, guys. Yeehaw!